The following presentation is brought to you by the KMmedia.pro network. Each channel is created to provide highly engaging and fascinating content presented in an entertaining light just for you. Please visit www.kmmedia.pro for complete information. So now, stay right where you are as we present. If you want to find the secrets to the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Nikola Tesla. In Think Energy, Dana Parker and I, Kevin McDonald, will delve deep into the world of energy and vibration. We will present great guests who are able to use energy in a positive, healing way. Be it NLP, Reiki, mediumship, energy healing, spirit communication, and many more modalities. Our intention is to create a safe space for all of us to understand that everything is just, well, energy. And welcome everybody. It's Monday morning, Monday morning at nine o'clock. And so I'm glad you're here and uh, you're going to have a great hour with me and my guest today. I got to tell you, Benny, it's great to have you here as well. You always make us sound so good. Why, thank you, because I'm always listening. <laughs> oh, he, he 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 peeked. He he peeked under the blanket. I, I did none of the such. What? No. Yeah, I'll I'll tell you. It's it's great fun because uh, the gal that I'm going to be talking to today. First of all, it's awesome that she is local, and uh, so she is in the listening area. And uh, so you don't have to go out of state to find her. She is right here, and you can you can go find her and uh, and work with her. Her name is Melody uh, Lydon, and she is an amazing lady. And uh, she does so many things. Uh, she's a personal transformation and empowerment coach, and she focuses on guiding others back to greater love and light. With each of us as untapped greatness and beauty, her goal is to help her clients access the inner strength and light. Releasing stress, addictions, negative emotions, not that we have any of those, mind you, uh, unhelpful patterns, and trauma to become free. I love that word, free. Mm. Free to, be, to create and to enjoy their life that their soul is calling for. And uh, with, with that, uh, Melody is here. And I can tell you from personal experience, I have worked with her, and I... You know, I got to tell you, I, I was up half the night waiting for this show to begin because I was so excited about having her here. Melody, welcome. Oh, I forgot before, as part of your introductions, I have to tell you, you're you're a, a mother of three, you're a wonderful wife, and one of you in the house makes a brisket to die for. <laughs> just, and it is... He has turned that into an art form. Even if you're not in, into eating meat, which some of us may not be, um, he is, it's, it's an incredible experience. So in, in any event, I digress because uh, I had the opportunity to, to uh, sample his wear, and it's pretty, pretty, pretty dang good, I got to tell you. But Melanie, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, Kevin. I am fabulous and I'm happy to be here. It's funny, you know, as often as I talk to people live and all over the place, I still get just a little bit nervous. And then this morning I'm like, oh, but I'm talking to Kevin. He's like my buddy. So <laughs> I can relax and talk to my buddy and have a great time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because you are and you do so much. 
you are uh, spiritually awake. You are yoga instructor. Instructor. You are um, uh, a hypnotherapist. You bring all of these tools together when you're going to be talking to somebody who comes to you oftentimes in a lot of pain and a lot of sorrow, sometimes grief, mm-hmm. a lot of times anger, a lot of a lot of, and, and most of the time fear. And you're able to take that, turn it around, and to help them recognize that they don't have to be that way, don't you? You know, I, I love what you just said about fear. You know, you ended with fear, but everything else that you said really lands right there. We either in a place of love or we're in a place of fear, fear that I'm not enough, fear that my needs won't be met, fear that somebody won't take care of me or love me, fear that I'll not uh, show up in the way that I want to, fear, 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 fear that I'll be abandoned, fear that I won't be able to live up to all that I want to be, right? All of our other suffering really grows from a place of fear. And when we can shift into a place of love, our experience is much more gentle. <laughs> There's much less suffering. You know, it's interesting that you say that because lately I've been looking at a lot of uh, near-death experiences mm. and a lot of the people that have conversations when, the, when they're clinically dead and they go to the other side and they go to the light, um, a lot of them have got this, that conversation exactly. And mm-hmm. what they're told is there are only two things. There is love and there is fear. And if you live your life in a, a loving, positive way, then it change, It can change everything. It changes everything about you, about your relationships with everybody around you. And it's, it's, it really is, uh, and it's a stark difference between the two. But why do you think it is that so many of us are doubtful and live in fear? Mm. Because we forget <laughs> who we really are. We look at our body and we, our ego acts up and we're taught and trained to only see the surface level stuff. And when we get caught up in our body and our personality in this current um, form, we forget that we're so much more than just this human self having this human experience. And that is scary. If I think that this is all that I am and this is all the power I have to draw from and I'm, I'm on my own to navigate this life experience, it's scary. And then we start having painful experiences and early traumas and the people around us are afraid. And then that energy gets planted in our minds and in our hearts and projected upon us. And we get really wrapped up because we forget that we are divine beings, that we are eternal souls, just visiting this body in this moment to have some experience, to have some learning, to have some growth, the ways that our soul is calling for, but it's not all that we are. You know, I've learned over time and part of it was been working with you. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've learned over time that we are, this is nothing but a grand stage play. Mm-hmm. That we are here to, and we and we interact with other people, other players on the stage, and we have a good time. Sometimes we have a bad time, mm-hmm. but it's all just drama, and it has nothing to do with reality. Mm-hmm. It's not who we are. It's not who we are about, and and they make us forget, I suppose, for a reason. So we have to relearn every time that we are more than we think we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an interesting 
uh, conversation I'd like to have with my soul at some point. It's like, why, why do I have to have that veil so thick <laughs> every time I come back? I have to like dig my way through it. But there must be growth and learning in the digging through the thick veil. And when we put in the effort, we find our way through and it gets thinner and thinner and thinner and thinner. And we start to remember more and more and more often who we are. We start to remember more and more often how to pull from that eternal, that lighter, that more wise part of ourself to guide us and support us through this crazy human life experience that's wonderful and awful and fabulous all at the same time. <laughs> well, and I'll, I'll tell you, that's, that's why this show exists. Mm -hmm. uh, because I truly believe that we can live a more positive, loving, caring life for people if we choose to. And it's a matter of choice. We just have to stop telling ourselves the stories that have been told to us since we were little kids about how hard it is and how nasty it is and how, how, how little we are loved. And, and, the, mm -hmm. that, and we just keep telling ourselves these things and they don't make any sense from the grander standpoint, but they do w when it sounds like the voice of your mother coming through the back of your head. Mm -hmm. um, and that happens, you know, some of us never get out of that. Um, I wish more people would, well, first of all, I want to, I want to tell people that, that having a life coach, having a transformational coach is necessary. You need somebody to look from the outside who can help you understand what you're actually saying, how you're actually feeling, and then can, can promote your wellness and your happiness through the things that you discuss. And you're one of the best I've ever seen at doing that. Oh, Kevin, that's so sweet of you. I well, I hate to lie. <laughs> you know, I agree that everyone needs a support partner. If I could like bless every person on this planet with one thing, that's what it would be with someone who can hold space with them, mirror back for them, their beauty, their light, their potential that can create a safe environment where there's not judgment, where they can explore the dark corners of our mind and the shadowy things that we try to hide and put masks over. Having a support partner, a coach, a therapist, a, a healer, there's lots of different modalities that can help be that support partner, but everybody needs one. We all need somebody that we can call and say, I'm suffering today, or I don't understand this about myself, or what on earth do I do with this particular belief that I have that's getting in the way all the time? And having someone to help bounce those concepts around with and those fears around with and to just mirror back to us things that we can't yet see, but that someone else can. It's very helpful. By the way, if you'd like to follow along with us and you want to, and you've got a computer handy, as long as you're not driving, go to healingforlifewa.com. And that's where Melanie's uh, website is. And, and you can follow along with us as when we're, as we're talking, because it, what she does is really, truly incredible. Um, she has an example. She's also a yoga yoga instructor. And so I'm willing to bet that you can take your toe and touch your nose, which I can't do, haven't been able to do since I was three months old. Um, so. Okay, let me pause you right there, Kevin, because for years I refused to do yoga because I'm not very flexible. And I thought, oh, yoga is that thing that those bendy, flexible, tiny people do. And I would not go to yoga for years because I never even could touch my toes. You know, that was the one thing that held me back from getting the presidential award and the stupid competitions you have in elementary school. You know, I wasn't flexible enough. And then 
by the love of the universe, I ended up at this yoga ashram for a yoga training and discovered that yoga has nothing to do with already being flexible. <laughs> yoga has to do with just coming into union with your body and loving and accepting it where it is and inviting it to open, to receive the love and the healing and the peace that's available and connecting more deeply with yourself, connecting more deeply with the universe. So in the Western world, it's kind of become this competition of flexibility and awesome postures. Um, but traditionally, yoga is available and accessible to anyone and everyone, whether or not you can bring your toes to your nose. <laughs> yeah, I've always fantasized about that. <laughs> <laughs> but I can bring my toe to my nose now. So just saying. <laughs> I, I, I knew I knew that. And speaking of which, you have just opened or are about to open a brand new yoga studio, are you not? Yes, just a few weeks ago, um, post or pre-COVID, I, I had a space and was teaching regularly. And then for the last 18 months have not had a space because everything was shut down and now reopening a space here in Federal Way. Just teaching classes right now on Tuesdays and Thursdays, have a beautiful uh, little group of souls gathering. And that's been a really wonderful thing to be back in the flesh as safely as we can, observing, you know, all the precautions to keep everyone safe. But oh my goodness, so wonderful to be back in the flesh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you're a huggy person anyway, and um, because you care about people immensely. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's amazing that, uh, well, it's not amazing. That's, that's the wrong word to use. It's, mm -hmm. it's gratifying that there are people in the world like you. That uh, that you truly care and and uh, I if you, may I share my experience with you just a little bit? Yeah, if you're comfortable with that, that'd be wonderful. It, yes, because I went to her because I was looking for someone who could, in many ways, validate what I was already feeling but wasn't sure, um, and also to help me clear away some of the negativity and some of the things that I had been that I had grown up with and that uh, I had accepted. And um, so we sat the, and there and we did some hypnosis and we did some conversation. And uh, the one thing that struck me, which was just amazing to me, was that you were able to, I don't know how you write so fast, because <laughs> you, you had a pen, pen, pen and pad in, in front of you and you were able, to, at the end of our session, to virtually dictate everything that I said back to me. And I, I couldn't even remember what everything that I said. And, but you could dictate it back to me and then you sent it to me. It, was, it was, really was remarkable. Mm. Well, you would not have been able to read my handwriting. <laughs> I have learned how to read by chicken scratch. <laughs> so I write really, really fast. <laughs> yes, you really, really do. And <laughs> it, was remar it was remarkable because uh, the things that came out of the session were things that I didn't even recognize. Um, it was, it was really, it was really cool. And, uh, um, you are one of the reasons, uh, why I started going, going back to, uh, doing podcasting and, and started with my independence report. And you've been on that one long mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. And now this is a completely different, uh, thing because we're doing positive talk radio again and it's, it's growing. People are uh, appreciating the people that I'm bringing on and mm -hmm. people like you are just, uh, you have the ability. There's somebody, I like to say this, so I'll say it again. 
there's somebody in our listener audience that is sitting in their parking in their uh, driveway and they're not getting out of their car because they want to listen to more about what we're talking about mm -hmm. and it's having an impact in their life that may change them in a positive way uh permanently mm -hmm. and uh and if not i know where you can go and you can uh, melanie if somebody wants to contact you how do they do it <laughs> the best thing to do is is visit my website first, kind of get a feel for the different things that I offer and then find the route that feels safest, most comfortable, or that your soul says, okay, do that. Whether that's to reach out for a private session immediately or to start joining me every morning, I do a live stream where we do chanting and focusing on mantra to help breaking up old energy and reconnect with divine love. I've got little mini soul, soup and soul mini retreats coming up like a Saturday, half day Saturday where we'll practice yoga and eat soup together and, and meditate and share. There's lots of different ways or you can join one my soul focused yoga classes to kind of start getting a feel for me and my energy and to see what it awakens in you and then we can expand and deepen depending on what feels just right some people chant with me for a year every single day before they ever reach out for a private session but at some point they're like oh okay i'm ready that block is just in the way and i want to move it out and they give me a call for a year before they reach out to you Yes, sometimes. I've got a few just this morning. They're like, I've been chanting with you every day for a year. Oh, my goodness. I think I'll come to your retreat this year. I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, is remarkable how much in our own way that we can be. Yes. And uh, we don't, we just don't trust. That's another one of my favorite words these days is trust. We don't trust in the divine. We don't trust that we're, we are better than we think we are. And uh, we don't take a chance. A lot of us are scared to, ah, there's that fear word again, mm -hmm. take it, take an opportunity and take a chance. Um, well, and it's what I appreciate and want to thank you for, Kevin, was taking a chance when you were feeling some fear, some insecurity, some doubt, some uncertainty of what you were going to do next. And your soul was saying, I want to do this and I want to support awesome people and I want to create these podcasts. And then there's parts of it that were hesitating. But when you were listening to yourself, you heard the fear, you felt the fear, and you did it anyway. You listened to the soul and you found the support that you needed and you found your way through. And here you are talking to people all over the world every day and creating more light, more love, more healing, more joy, more truth, supporting people and being more authentic because you chose the path of authenticity and truth and healing and moving through fear. Nice work. <laughs> You make me feel so good and so special. By the way, I would be remiss if I did not open up the phone lines and make Benny do some work. And uh, if you would like, to, if you would like to give uh, Melanie a call, if there's something that that uh, and we and obviously we're not going to go into an in-depth session. But if you would like, if you have a question for her uh, about her work, about what she does, um, about something that's nagging at you at this moment in your life, you can do that. Uh, mm -hmm. Give us a call at four two five. 373-5527 or 888-298-5569 because if there's something that's nagging at your heart i can't think of a better time and now because melanie if something is nagging at your heart isn't that really your higher self isn't that really your soul talking to you saying i i want you to do something different i would say so Yes. If we, you know, you talked earlier, Kevin, about the art of listening. We were 
discussing that before we went live, the art of listening. And one of the most important things that we learn how to do is to listen to ourselves. And we want to learn how to listen to the other people that we love and how to listen to those around us. And all of that will serve us in healing and supporting our relationships. But if we're not listening to ourselves, then we're going to stray from the path that we're meant to be on or the healing that's meant for us or the joy that's like right around the corner saying, hey, come here, come here, come here, come here, come here. But it's around the corner of fear. (laughs) So we listen, yes, to those little tuggings of the heart. And we say, what is that? What is that? Oh, what? You want me to go live on a radio station? What? You want me to sing in front of a hundred people? Yes. Yes. So so says, yes, we do it. Yes, indeed. And there are people that are sitting out there and they're going, yes, I will. No, I won't. Yes, I will. No, I won't. And, <laughs> and, and they're, and they're just not make, I, but I had to tell you a quick story. Mm-hmm. I, I was sitting just the other day and I was, um, and this is why I got to thinking about listening. Um, because I was listening to uh, a radio show and this guy that was on the radio show has been in the public eye since he was 12. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give you his name, but People can figure it out. He was he's, was there. He's been on television and doing radio since he was 12. He's now 60 years of age. Um, he had a lawyer on, and the lawyer was talking with a, a client, uh, one, a potential client, and, and he was uh, saying that uh, um, you got to listen. He's a divorce lawyer. So he was mm-hmm. saying you got to listen to your spouse. you got to get together, and you got to really hear what they're talking about. That, and he, then he said, that's why you have two ears and one mouth. And, and, the, uh, and the host laughed hysterically and said, I've never heard that before. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the lawyer said, well, that's because you haven't been listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I got to thinking about that. And we don't. In our society, we are thinking more in terms of what we are going to say next to prove our point rather than listening to what the other person is actually saying. Yeah. Even that comes from a place of fear. Like a place of fear of, well, what if I'm wrong? What if I don't have the right thing to say? What if I say the wrong thing and they laugh at me? What if I don't win this argument? And that means that I'm not enough or I'm not going to get my needs met. Like even that can come from a place of fear. And when we practice closing that one mouth that we have, and opening our two ears and just hearing miracles happen. Miracles happen. We can feel more deeply into what's true for us. And we can start to see the people that we're talking to, see the person that we're talking to and really hear and feel with them. Well, they may be yelling, they may be angry, but why? What's going on inside of them? What are they really telling me? Because I didn't take out the trash and you're mad at me. Oh, you're really feeling unsupported. How can I help better support you? Right? We we miss things when we're busy um, in our mind instead of just listening or if our mouth starts responding too quickly. We miss potential intimacy and healing and connection and understanding that could be very, very, very helpful to our relationship. I wanted to ask you, is it appropriate to say during a conversation, this is what I heard you say. Is this what you meant to say? Is that, is that, is that a good way to, to find out what is actually being said? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. 
Yeah, I would say that's a fabulous practice. So first listening, and before you respond with your own thoughts or your feedback, first mirroring back. What I heard you say was you were scared when you came home and my car wasn't here and you didn't know where I was. What I heard you say was you were afraid that I was hurt somewhere when I didn't pick up the phone when you called me. I think that must have felt really scary to you. Is that right? Is that what you were saying to me? Like, yes. And they start to feel validated. They start to feel heard. And then I can jump into my excuse. Well, actually, my car was parked across the street. You just didn't see it. <laughs> and I apologize that you were afraid. This is like true story. Just a couple of nights ago, Brock got home at 10 and I had fallen asleep at 830. And till midnight, he's calling me, he's texting me. Where are you? Where are you? And we had to practice that. It's like, oh, what was your experience? Okay, I validate that there was fear, that there was concern, that there was love. That's what I heard you say. And now, would you like to know what was true? What was real? Can I pull you out of the story <laughs> of the, where your mind went? Oh, I imagine having a uh, being married to you would be tough. You can't <laughs> get away with anything. <laughs> Fabulous and tough, probably both. <laughs> <laughs> it's, you know, it's interesting. I was in uh, um, sales management for a long time. And so I had 12 sales guys that worked for me and I, I would go with them on a sales call and I would watch this happen all the time. And it was, you're talking to the client or to a potential client. And rather than asking a question and waiting for the response of the other person, and then listening to what that response is and then understanding what it is that they were trying to say and then formulating a response, we tend to be sitting in our own mind, not even listening to what they're saying, but already formulating a response that we th based upon what we think that they're saying, which mm -hmm. may not be what they're saying at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why it's very helpful to do as you were suggesting to, to mirror back. This is what I heard you say, and then to pause, make sure that everybody feels good about what's already been said. And then before offering anything more asking, are you open to feedback? Would you like my response? Would you like to know what, you know, what I'm feeling about that? Or are you just dumping because you want to move energy out? Or are you wanting me to help give you some ideas of how to address this or how to fix this, right? What happens often in relationship, you know, the woman comes home and she's just, you know, raving about her day and ranting or like releasing energy and just wants the husband or the spouse to hear like, oh, you had a really tough day or, oh, I'm really sorry that the PTA president didn't like your cake, you know, or whatever it is that you're <laughs> ranting about where the husband tends to jump in and start fixing it. Well, next time you could make a cake like this, or what if you called blah, 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 and, and start fixing it when really all that that person was wanting was some validation, like someone to hold them, whether physically or emotionally, and just validate the experience that they're having in that moment. And we don't want to start fixing something for someone unless we've been invited to, or we've, unless we've asked for permission. Otherwise we actually create more harm and more distance, less intimacy between us. Especially if you're the advice that you're giving is that, well, maybe you should have baked a better cake. <laughs> yeah. There's something wrong with you, right? That's what we start hearing when someone tries to fix too quickly. We hear, well, you did something wrong. You're bad. Something's not good. And however you presented yourself in that moment. And 
you're the cause of your suffering, which often is true. Often we're the cause of our suffering, but we don't want to hear that when we're suffering. First, we want to stop suffering and then we can address the fact <laughs> that we could suffer less. Exactly. Now, do you have ever, I'm sure you do. Do you ever have a, a, a wife come to you, a woman come to you and say, you know, my husband just doesn't listen to me. And it's because what we tend to do as men is when you come home and you're ranting and raving, we tend to shut you out and just say, well, I'll just wait for her to get through this and then I'll just go on with my day. Uh, because it's, for us, it may be inconsequential and it doesn't mean anything, but it can have serious implications for a relationship, can't it? Oh, absolutely. And it's really helpful for us to start learning what makes our partner's ears fall off. Right. Anytime that we're shaming, anytime that we're criticizing, anytime we're complaining about something, everyone's ears tend to fall off. They just they just disappear. <laughs> they just shut down um, because we go into actually a hypnotic state where ooh, it's dangerous. I'm going to be attacked. I'm not safe here or this is going to be unpleasant. And we go into a, a shock response where we just kind of shut down and then the intimacy is impossible. And so we can invite our spouse to learn ways to stay out of shock and to stay present, but we also need to learn how to bring our energy forward and our words forward and our communication forward in such a way that can be received without it feeling threatening or scary or overwhelming or whatever it is that's happening to our spouse too. By the way, we're talking with Melanie Litton, and she is local. She's here in Federal Way. She is a transformational life coach, and she can help you. Go to her website, which is healingforlifewa.com. And i got to tell you, you are teaching yoga. You're a hypnotherapist. You're an author. And recently, and I just wanted to, to touch bases with you on this because, and you can go to uh, Healing for Life wa.com and she's got a couple of songs that mm -hmm. that have put up there that were professionally produced that uh just sort of sort of were inspired by you how did that come about you know i actually like cried a few weeks ago when i updated my profile to say devotional singer like, oh my goodness, I'm going to claim that I'm a devotional singer along with a, you know, transformational life coach and hypnotherapist and yoga instructor. But being able to claim devotional singer was like this moment my soul just sparked with so much joy. I couldn't help but spill it out through my eyes. But it's so funny. It's actually one of the gifts that came through the pandemic, right? The pandemic shut us all down and made us be in our homes and kind of distanced us from being able to do a lot of the things that we normally did. And right before everything shut down, I bought a harmonium, which is a instrument from India that is often used in chanting and mantra and, and yoga circles. And I started to learn how to play it. And then I started to play with different mantras. And kirtan is a call and a response kind of um, singing experience where someone sings a line and then you sing it back and you sing a line and they sing it back and you celebrate the names of love, the names of the divine, or you celebrate different mantras from different paths and traditions. And the mantra starts awakening your divine love and the divine aspects within you. And it starts to just energetically cleanse and heal and purify the stories in the mind and the energies in the body. And so for a year, I just played and played and played on my own. And then I got really brave and I started playing 
on a live stream and started inviting people to chant with me. And before I knew it, I had all these people chanting with me and started developing my own little melodies and my own, you know, using the mantras and, and putting them to music that felt good to my soul. And just recently, just in the last couple of months, have started professionally recording and producing some of these mantra melodies and have now released two. The Mahalakshmi Ashtakam is a hymn or a celebration of the Divine Mother in the form of Lakshmi, who is known as the goddess or the archetype of wealth and abundance and prosperity, love, generosity, beauty. And so as we sing the Mahalakshmi Ashtakam, it helps remove from our mind and from our heart greed and hate and jealousy and to awaken us instead to the love of the divine. And as we lift into a place of prosperity and abundance from a place of love, we're able to both receive and give blessings freely. So the Mahalakshmi Ashtakam was really powerful for me. And so through Lakshmi, being able to channel a new melody that was just mine to be able to share uh, was a really powerful experience. And so when you listen to the Mahalakshmi Ashtakam, the words were written long, long, long ago, um, but the melody just recently channeled through as I asked Lakshmi to support me in that. And then the second song that just came out is Namaste. Can I tell you a little bit about how that one came to be? Please. All right. So namaste is a term that I'd heard often in yoga circles or over the years, like namaste. And I had started learning, oh, the divine light in me recognizes the divine light in you. It's a greeting that essentially honors that I can see through your humanness and I, I bow to the light in you and I remember the light in me. Namaste. Well, one day I was struggling with this human that was making choices that I didn't like. And I thought that I knew better than him what choices he should make so that his life would be happier, things would be better. I could see clearly the right path for him. And I was so frustrated that he kept making choices that were not right, according to myself. <laughs> and as I was really being frustrated and a little angry and some sadness, I took my new little puppy on a walk. And while I was walking, I just heard over and over, namaste, 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 namaste. And I paused and I just listened. It's like, oh, the light in me sees the light in you. The light in me is always true. The light in me sees the light in you. The light in me will honor you. And I realized in that moment how much I'd been overtaken by my ego how much I had projected onto this other person, my beliefs and my story and my projection of what he should or shouldn't be doing when I have no idea why his soul is here. I have no idea the lessons that he's actually meant to be learning, the experiences he's meant to be having, what soul contracts he has in place. And I thought, huh, well, crap, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to just let him make his own choices and trust that love is holding me, love is holding him, and the light is going to show us the way that's right for each one of us. And I completely surrendered into that. And I came home and I wrote up the little melody and called a friend who helped me figure out the chords because I'm still learning the whole harmonium thing. 
and started singing it with my group. And it became one of the favorites um, of my, of the circle that I chant with every morning. And it felt important that it be one of the first ones that I released. Just that reminder that your path might be different than mine. Your choices might be different than mine. The ways that you're learning and growing and experiencing your life may be different than mine. And that I can trust that it's okay, that whatever you're experiencing is what your soul wants you to experience. And that I don't have the roadmap for you. I only have the roadmap for me if I keep diving in and listening to my lights, my soul, my internal guidance system. But it won't give me guidance for you. <laughs> it will only give me guidance for me. And that is... Um... One of the most positive positive stories that I've heard of quite some time because you had relayed that and you've written about it a little bit, mm. and that was that was like and so th that told me that I had to reach out to you mm. because I had to have you back on the show because it had been way too long, too and long. You, you've been busy and doing your thing and I've been busy and that kind of stuff, but I I hold you in such esteem and regard because of the person that you are and how you are uh, you're working with all kinds of people doing a lot of different things you do volunteer work you're you're, you're just you're just what we should all strive to be and i don't want to you know uh, uh, blow smoke up your skirt or anything like that but you're just a you're just a dynamic individual and it's it is so cool and besides the fact that you can say the first name of that song and you said it three times flawlessly <laughs> i don't think i could ever say that what's that what's that name again <laughs> Maha Lakshmi. So Maha is mother. Lakshmi is one of the names of the mother. Maha Lakshmi Ashtakam. Maha Lakshmi Ashtakam. Ashta is eight. So eight verses. So it's the Maha Lakshmi Ashtakam, an eight verse hymn for Lakshmi. <laughs> oh, why can't you just say eight, eight verse? Hymn? I, can, <laughs> I, can, I, can say, I can say that, but my tongue just doesn't work that way, I'm afraid. <laughs> Uh, I could probably figure it out sooner or later, but, you, uh, you know, and that's, and that's the other thing that I learned through you is that, uh, and, and uh, a couple other people verified that for me. And that is, that was a time, even when I was doing the radio back in 2003 and stuff mm -hmm. that I would, uh, have a, um, self deprecating sense of humor mm -hmm. and I would make, tend to make fun of myself other than, you know, like I just did. But, uh, besides that, you know, we, we have to, I learned that that's not appropriate for me to do because it, it, uh, it builds, uh, negative. Well, you tell me what it builds. Why is that not? Why is well, that... I would say it's certainly not helpful. Be careful what we say to ourselves because we're always listening, right? Even if we're consciously joking or playing some other part of us is taking it as truth some other part of us starts to be planted with those insecurities. Or if we had those doubts, fears, insecurities planted early on, it's like we're nourishing those insecurities and growing those fears, those self-deprecating thoughts, the beliefs that we're not enough and that we have to compensate for that by joking so that people don't see how horrible we are, or how bad we are. And it becomes this pattern of hiding from the world. Yeah, and I might as well say something crappy about myself before you do. Yes. Yeah. And that really is where it stems from, that fear of, well, if, at least if I do it, it's less painful than if someone else does it to me. It, it, you know, I couldn't have said that better. I couldn't have said that better. But I wanted to, the, re, the reason I wanted to uh, mention about the uh, song and stuff is that because I believe, see, for me, music 
is an important part of my life, number one. Number two, the vibration of it and when you channel something like that or it comes through you, mm -hmm. um, just like um, uh, the Gospel According to Paul McCartney says that uh, he wrote uh, yesterday um, when he woke up in the morning and it was just there. The song is in entirety. He dreamed it the night before, and it was just there. And that, to my mind, comes from the divine. Mm -hmm. And it comes to us for a reason. And, and he, that particular song yesterday has been copied over 3,000 times by 3,000 different artists wow. because it's a major part of the world. And, and so when songs are come through us like that, and they're designed to be here, do you feel like that's what happened? <laughs> Definitely. I definitely feel that that's what happens. I, and I've learned over the years to trust when things happen. It's how I've written my books. It's how I've written my courses. It's how I write my meditations. And now it's how I write my songs in trusting my human self to just kind of step out of the way for a minute and allow the divine self to come through. And when I do that, I'm often surprised. It's like, oh, wow. Or I'll go back and I'll listen to the song or I'll listen to one of my courses or I'll listen to my books. I'm like, that is awesome advice. I think my human self ought to be doing that. <laughs> uh, it's, it's an amazing way how that can come through. I have to tell you another real quick story that just happened the other day. Um, and you, you tell me what you think, but, uh, uh, my son who's 33 years old, um, has, he had a very difficult summer and, and, uh, and everything has come into place. Uh, he's been able to get the house he wanted. Now he's got the job he wants. He's five minutes from all of his friends. Everything is working out and it all came together. And I said to him, you know, his grandparents are all on the other side now. And I said, they, they were instrumental in helping you. Mm -hmm. And as was his uncle who passed away by suicide uh, 20 years ago. And uh, they, all these people were instrumental in helping him get it all together so that it could, it, he, he could get his life straightened. And, uh, and he said, you know, well, I, I talked to Bruce. Bruce is my brother-in-law's name. He said, I talked to Bruce all the time. And I said, well, you know, He's telling me to tell you. Now, this is honest to goodness truth. Okay. He's telling me to tell you because when Bruce died, he had a bunch of CDs. Now, for those who don't know what a CD is, you'll have to look it up. But it's a, it's a little disc that music used to be on. And uh, so he took these CDs home. And I said, Bruce wants you to get the CDs out. And there's a song on one of them he wants you to play. And I, and, uh, my son said, all right, dad, come on. Cause he knows what I do. And he knows that I'm around psychics and mediums and I do this stuff all the time. So it's kind of like, yeah, all right, dad. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, uh, he, and uh, so we started talking and I said, he, did he say, he, is it a Metallica album? And I said, no, it's not Metallica. And he said, is it Queensryche? And I said, yes, that's the one mm -hmm. it's Queensryche. Two hours later, he texted me the, the title of a song and it's called grab the flame. And it's about living your life authentically and really and positively and not taking uh, negativity and doubt for, for any, for any of that. And you can, and you know, this is Queensryche, which is a hard rock metal band. And they, in this one, it's one of their softer songs. And so I looked up the lyrics and, and it was like, it was, it was an amazing thing. And I felt like I was being given a message for him through them 
because he wouldn't listen to it himself. Was I right? <laughs> I would absolutely trust that. <laughs> that, that Ooh, there's that word again, trust. Yes. And that has been such an important part of my practice as I work with people. So the difference being, right? So with the namaste issue, I had my ego self just in the way. He wasn't coming to me for advice. I was projecting my crap all over him and wanting like his story to be how I saw it, right? And the difference is like when I'm working with a client or when I'm working with my, my partner or with my child and they're coming to me for support, they're coming to me for help or it's someone that you know I love and I'm just passing a message through, that can be from a soul place rather than from an ego place. And we learn to tell the difference and learn to trust more and more that, that soul self. When I'm working with a client, in the beginning, it was really kind of scary when I was working with someone and suddenly I'd get a message that was really clear, but totally unrelated, or I didn't know like how to explain to them, well, your grandma just said, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just going to trust this. All right. Oh, and now if you look up, who do you see? wow, my, 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 you know, my deceased grandmother's here or something. And trusting the messages that channel through takes us a little time and practice. And it brings us back to that same idea of, am I listening? Am I listening? And then am I trusting? Cause we can hear the message. And then it takes that next layer of faith and trust to, to share it or to speak it out loud, to let it be seen. Uh, and are we listening? Am I listening to myself? Am I tuning in and listening to the universe around me? Am I listening for my guides and angels? Am I listening to the wisdom that comes from my higher self or from the higher self of my children, from my spouse, from my clients that I'm working with? Or am I just all wrapped up in my stories and my ego mind and my conscious stuff and missing it? And yeah, when, when your son's like, sometimes our life is just busy and we're not really paying attention and our angels get desperate and they're like, Hey, 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 go talk to him. <laughs> so yeah, that happens too. <laughs> that's a, that's exactly true. And you know, what's also interesting, and this happens to me all the time is people go, well, what are we going to talk about? And it's like, I don't know. Well, when we get there, we'll figure it out. And uh, we'll base it, you know, and, and I figured out that I wanted to talk to you about the art of listening at 3 o'clock this morning. I saw and, that. I think it was like 2.33 or something. Something actually. like that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell were you doing up? <laughs> but uh, um, it was, it, it was, I wanted to talk about the art of listening and if we when you review this um, interview, mm -hmm. you will see that that had the art of listening has an integral place in everything that we do, whether we're talking to our spouse or we're talking to our guides on the other side. Mm -hmm. Or to ourselves, right? Or right. to ourselves. We have to listen. We have to listen to ourselves mm -hmm. and stuff. By the way, you're listening to Positive Talk Radio. I hope that you're enjoying this presentation. It's about Melanie Litton, and she is right here in the in the area. And you can you can go to uh, healingforlifewa.com, and you can get all the information that of all the things that she does. Uh, there's one more thing that I want her to think about doing, and that is uh, doing a class on discovering your intuition. Um, mm -hmm. I think that you would be you would be phenomenal doing that. Mm. Yes, you know, Kevin, I appreciate your suggestion of that and offering. I am constantly 
brainstorming and feeling into and finding new topics that I feel would be helpful. I have several courses that I've written that are pre-recorded that people can access. And one of them actually is about listening to our higher self, which is going to be tied into intuition, but I could expand upon that and even more so help people start practicing the art of listening to ourselves, <laughs> listening to the wisdom within. That would be a wonderful 30-day class. 10 days would not be enough. <laughs> we need to practice. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're right, because that is the first thing that we all do is we say, no, that did, I didn't say that. That's not right. I can't believe that. that no, nobody, mm. no, that, that came from a figment of, of my imagination and that did not come from anywhere specifically or anyone. Mm. Um, and we, we poo poo it because no, we're not one of those people. But if you, if you listen to people like John Edward and other uh, psychic mediums and other folks mm -hmm. that, that utilize those gifts, they'll tell you it's like a daydream. Mm-hmm. And they just feel it. They set their ego. They set just exactly what you said. You set the ego aside and whatever comes in, in as far as a daydream or a thought um, or that, that can, that legitimately you're opening the door to allowing that to come in. And, uh, and, and all of them are designed for your well-being, and, and they're all positive in nature. Uh, at least I've, for, in my world, that's always been the case. How about yours? Yeah, absolutely. No, it's again, learning to have energetic boundaries with, with ourself and setting our intentions. So we all have the negative voices that come through too. Like you were talking about your mom's voice in the back of your head or that kindergarten teacher who beat you up with her words because you wouldn't put your crayons away or whatever. So, yeah. Melanie, I had a six-year-old boy's voice in my head for 30 years. Yeah when I was six years old and uh, we had a common playmate and he had to go home. And so it was just me and this guy. And I said, well, what do you want to do? And he said, get lost. Mm. And, and when he said, get lost, it was, and it, it blew up in my mind. And for the rest of my, for the next 30 years, it was like, I'm not worthy. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I need to get lost. I, nobody cares that then and that was from a six-year-old kid when he was six years old absolutely i mean that's when things get locked in there those very few first few moments of life the first few years of life and that okay intuition listening 101 if the message channeling through is based in love it's going to be your intuition if the message channeling through is based in shaming if it's based in fear, if it's based in um, criticism, that's just going to be something that needs to heal, something that's longing for healing, some part of you that is calling for your attention in order to heal it. But if it's a message from your intuition, if it's a message from your soul, it's going to be based in love, even if it's corrective in nature. It may be, hey, we really want to do this instead of that, or hey, let's let go of this behavior instead of you know, choosing this behavior it's still going to be from a place of love, even if it's corrective in nature. It's never going to be harmful, critical, beat you down, make you feel yucky about yourself kind of voice or message. Absolutely. By the way, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to thank you for being in my therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> Because I'll, I will tell you that I have the best job in the absolute best job in the entire world. Mm -hmm. 
because I can, I can talk to people and, and people like you that, that they will come and talk to us and, and we can all sit here and, and, and learn something and we can figure out a little bit better way to live a little bit more positivity for ourselves so that, so that we don't have to, um, we don't have to live in fear that, that, you know, for some of us, that doesn't seem to be a choice mm. that they just feel like they have no other option but to live in fear. But if you make that conscious choice to change and, and to become positive and to really live your life in love and do it every day with everybody that you meet soon, it becomes a uh, uh, second nature to you. Yes. So you're right that many of us feel trapped there in that place of fear. And it isn't our fault that we landed there. It may have been the very moment of conception. We picked up our mother's fear that, oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. I didn't need to be pregnant, right? Like in the very first moments of life, we can pick up all the fear around us and it locks us in that particular vibration. And the blessing that we can offer to ourselves through support and through healing work and through mantra and music and all these different modalities that can lift us into a higher vibration. And we may go into that higher vibration of love or acceptance just for a moment. And then we kind of come back down and then we go up and we stay there just a little bit longer. And then we come back down until eventually we stay there more often. And the fear is the moment instead of the place where we stay. So as humans, we never get fully away from the lower vibrational emotions, the lower vibrational experiences, because that's a part of our life experience. My intention, my hope, my goal for myself and anyone that I'm working with or anyone that's joining me in anything that I do is to help lift us into the higher vibrational places more and more and more often so we can stay longer and longer and longer and have more joy, more peace and less suffering rather than the opposite. And you also feel better so when you're in you're so much better when you're in a higher vibration. Um, you know, I, and I know, you know, this, uh, somebody who's listening doesn't, I drove a bus for 12 years, mm -hmm. uh, Metro, a Metro city bus. And I'm telling you here right now that, and people that ride buses, you get all kinds of bus drivers. Some are good, some are bad, but I can tell you, I had the ability to change the vibration of the entire bus by my attitude. Mm -hmm. It was that instrumental of everything that, that I was doing. Um, and, and, and I could do that, or I could also make it much worse. It was my choice. And so that's one of the reasons why the universe had me drive a bus for 12 years so that I could learn that continually and often, but it was great. And, uh, and I, and I learned that we have got, if you're listening to this and you don't believe that you have got the ability to positively affect the world, you are shortchanging yourself. Mm -hmm. You are so much more powerful than you ever imagined. Absolutely. You really are. We've just got a couple of minutes left, Melody. Um, first of all, your website again is healingforlifewa.com. I'm going to step aside now. And I would like you to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know, because uh, this is going to become a podcast on positivetalk.net. Mm. And so this will be up forever. So <laughs> anything that you would like our audience to know? I would like to just invite you to take a nice deep breath and settle into this space. And for just a moment, 
Ask the question, if I were someone who truly loved and accepted myself, how would I treat myself? And how would that change my life experience? If I were someone who truly loved and accepted myself, how would I treat myself? And how would that change my life experience? You have your answers. And if you would like some support along the way or some wonderful community along the way as you're finding your way to greater love or a higher vibration, I invite you to check out my website, dive into some of the things that I'm offering, or give me a call. It is really important that you have a group of like-minded people that you can surround yourself with because this is a, this is a deeply, um, this, our walk through life is, is, can be deeply disappointing and it's also very hard. And, uh, if you can have the support of a like-minded group, that would be, that, that would serve you best. Changes everything. So. It, absolutely. It's an absolute game, game changer, just like your husband's brisket. <laughs> oh. Anyway, thanks for having me here today, Kevin. Thank you so much. We got to go have a great day, everybody, and be kind to each other because each other's all we got. We'll see you guys Wednesday at 4.